Hello, this is Brian Bullington, and I am pastor of New Song Family Church in Ventuk, Namibia. I'm so glad that you have joined us today, and it's my prayer that this podcast message will help you to grow closer to Jesus as you walk daily with Him. So as we start, I want to ask for those who have started the reading plan, how has it been, and would there be one or two people who would like to share an insight, new insight that they've gotten as they've started this reading plan? Um, so, <laughs> well, when I started this year, I normally take like 20 minutes to read through the Bible, like my usual Bible plan, but now it takes me 45 minutes. So it's been like I needed to adapt to the, to the new plan. And so, yeah, what I really appreciate about the plan is that you're not just reading through scripture alone there's also insights and a devotional and some explanations and what i noticed is that it's actually teaching you the gospel so there is like a thread that that you're you're following as you're reading through the 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 bible so yeah any more so as 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 i was reading through and i love starting from the beginning because you see god's intention from the beginning and, and his goodness from the beginning. And so after what really stood out to me this time I read for some reason was after Cain sins and now he's worried that someone might kill him, God puts protection over him. And then he goes out, he doesn't say thank you God, thank you for the protection and I'll turn back to you. He continues on his own way. And then his descendants after that, uh, you, as, you, as you read through who they are, you see all these skills that they pick up, people who have learned how to keep livestock and people who are forging tools and people who are learning to play musical instruments. And I thought it was, it's amazing that God, even when we turn away from him, he gives us all these gifts, the gifts of our intelligence and the gifts of the resources that we have around us. And every good thing comes from him, even even when we, don't, when we don't believe it's him, even when we have ignored him. I thought that's, that's just amazing. But ultimately, we are created for fellowship with God. And I want to start our time with that. We are going to do a little practical, uh, just a few tips on how to do quiet time. Um, there have been times where I haven't spent time with God and I haven't done quiet time for a while. And I come back and I think it's like riding a bike but you come back and you, re, you, you sit and you go like, what is all of this? Right? So I, I always like these reminders. But what is quiet time? You see, we're going through a, a reading plan now, and there are different ways of, of reading the Bible. There is uh, devotional. So this is a quiet time. This is you coming to have fellowship with God. And the whole reason to come to, to the Bible and to come to the scriptures is to, is to draw close to God. To, to hear from him directly. Whereas when you do a Bible study, it's more of an intellectual study. You're, you're digging into who these people are and what that history is and where this place is. And all of this helps us to know God, but it's more of an intellectual thing. And both, both of these things are needed because uh, God created uh, our, our heart, so to say, and our mind that both these things should be engaged, and both these things are needed. Um, when I was at NETS, we did all this, all this very intellectual study. And in those moments, as, as 
as I was in my first year, I thought, hey, I'm in the Bible all the time. So I can count this as my quiet time. And I got to the end of, end of my year and I felt like, God, I know about you. I know all these things about you, but I don't know you. I've forgotten what your voice sounds like. I've forgotten what, what it is to, to know that I'm loved by you. I've forgotten how, how to submit myself to you, to be led by you, because I think I know all these things because I have this intellectual understanding of your scripture. And I had to take a step back and spend time in God's word and spend time um, not trying to dissect it, but trying to see God in that time. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about spending time with God devotionally, devoting a, a section of our day, a time in our day to him and to getting to know him and to coming to, to be in fellowship with him. And that's what we need. We are created for fellowship with God. That's what we're made for. In the, in the very beginning, God says it's not good for man to be alone. And then he had Eve, and then they sinned, and they were separated from God. And even though they had each other, the problems of sin, the, the problems of this cursed world, the broken relationship between us and God was gone. We desperately need relationship. So that's, that's, that's one of the biggest reasons why we need to spend time with God, devotional time with God. We are created for a relationship with him. No earthly relationship will satisfy. Uh, no matter how great that guy is, how great that girl is, they'll never take the place of God because that's what we're designed for. Another reason is that Jesus died on the cross. He sacrificed himself shed his own blood to restore the relationship. We have this privilege now because of how Jesus suffered to come into his presence, to, to, to come not as one in fear of judgment, but as a child. Jesus made this possible. He, he paid the ultimate price. So why would we not give him a little bit of time in our day, spend time with him, get to know him? Another thing is we cannot be healthy we can't be healthy believers without spending time with him. No matter how much you know, if I am not in fellowship with God, if I'm not hearing from him, if I'm not being filled by him, I am useless. Right? Knowledge is nothing if I don't know God. Because he's the one who directs. We could have all this knowledge and not know where to go with it, not know what to do with it. We could do things in our own power, share the gospel in our own power, and say all the wrong things. We could be judgmental in the way that we speak because we're not spending time with the one who is merciful. We could miss people completely because we don't see anything. We see this physical, and God sees everything. Also, God provides so much in his word. At the, at the end of, of um, last year, the beginning of December, I always, at the beginning of December, as things calm down, I always take stock of the year. And I think about it, and I think about how I did things. Do you know those moments where you're thinking about the things that you've done, and you just want to, like, you put your, your, your face in your hand, and you're like, what was I thinking? Or where you're just randomly going about your day and you remember something you did, you have this bad feeling, you're like, oh man. You're, you're, you're ashamed all by yourself. 
And I was saying to God as, as, as I was looking back on the year and looking at all the mistakes I've made, and I said, God, I'm pretty dumb. Right? I desperately need your wisdom. So at the beginning of December, I said, okay, I'm going to study, I'm going to study Proverbs. And at the beginning of Proverbs, it talks about how this is the place where God is calling out to us. He's saying, I will give you understanding. I will give you wisdom. I will give you direction. Just come. And so I went into his word and it's all there. I thought to myself, why do I waste time trying to figure things out myself when it's all here? It's a source of strength as well. Uh, our quiet time is a place where we come and we come to God because we're in a difficult world. We're in a hard, hard world. Look at all the things that are happening. I've, I've seen all these memes going around of people joking about World War III. Serious things are happening. This is the, the state of our world. And you don't have to, to look at international news. You can look at broken relationships. You can uh, look at uh, joblessness in our country. Maybe you might be one who is looking for a job right now. You can look at how our, our sin messes up our life. We know it's a tough place. We know it's a tough world. And this place is a place where we get strength. Because God says, I am your strength. I will sustain you. But most importantly, it's the place where we get to know who our God is. And that's where we grow our faith. Uh, I always tell this story. It's, it's one, of, one of the moments where I really, where God's closeness was so tangible. I remember in 2007 saying, God, I've been trying this whole year uh, to know you as father. I've been trying to accept that you are father and that you are a good father. I've done everything that everyone has said, but I don't feel like I'm worthy of being your child. And I don't feel like you could love me. I remember sitting in, in and that was in December, and I'm writing this down in my novel, and I, in this, in this, not in my novel, I don't have those, in my journal. <laughs> in my journal. And as I'm writing, and I, I'm writing to God, I'm like, I, in frustration, and I hear him say, I love you, and I'll make you a man. And I, like, without... Like, I didn't even notice it, but a tear dropped onto that journal. On the, on the ink, and it, 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 it smudged this ink. And that, in this time, in this, in this time of devotion, God showed up physically. And I have the proof. This is the place where we get to know who our God is. That our God is the one who, when we are down, when, when we feel like we aren't worthy, in his grace and his mercy and his compassion, he comes alongside us. He picks us up. He lifts our heads up. There's so many reasons. There, I can't even number them. The reasons why it's so important to come to God's word. But let's look at how we have a, a quiet time. Right? And we have a piece of paper there. Uh, I was hoping that you could take that and you could... If you want to, you can write it down in your journal, the, the new journals that we have for Through the Bible 2020. 
You could write those down in there, or you could paste that in there creatively, somehow, maybe fold it a couple of times and then glue it. But I just wanted to, to give you this as a tool. So, the thing that we need to do first is to start with a proper attitude, right? I need to come in and my mind needs to be right as I come to God, right? The first thing is we need to come expecting that our God will show up, expecting that he has something to say to us, expecting that he will be faithful. And he says, those who seek me will find. We need to be expectant. In um, Psalm 63, verse 1, it says, uh, the psalmist says, Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. David is coming to him and he's saying, that I'm expecting to be filled by you, that my thirst will be quenched by you, that only you can fill this. And we need to come the same way. We need to come knowing who our God is. Right? One very practical way to do that is when you come to, your, to, 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 to studying the Bible, to reading the Bible, have your notebook, the Through the Bible notebook, journal that you've been given, or, or something else. We won't judge you for that. <laughs> Sit with an open book. Because that says to God that, God, I know you have something good for me. And I know as I'm earnestly seeking you, you will show up. And we need to expect to have good fellowship with God. The many times I've come to quiet time, I've come knowing that God might give me knowledge, but feeling like my God doesn't want to be with me. Have you ever felt that? Perhaps it's sin in your life. Perhaps you've just been struggling with, with self-image and you think to yourself, he might give me knowledge, but I won't feel his warmth. I won't feel his fellowship. He doesn't want to be with me. But we need to expect and know that our God is good. Another attitude we need to have is reverence. Respect. We need to come to God knowing who he is. We need to spend time preparing our hearts to properly respond to God. When I was in grade four, there was an honor roll trip at All Nations, and all those who were in honor roll were going to go and meet the president. Right? And honor rolls were fun days. It was sometimes you were going to go to the snake park at the showgrounds. Sometimes you, you were going to go to uh, the Coca-Cola company. There was a time we went to, to Capricorn, and we ate so many sweets. But there were always these, always these trips, and these trips were the, the highlight. You, you had to finish a certain amount of work. Your grades had to be at a certain level, and then you got honor roll. But this day was special because they were going to go and meet the president. I never saw the teachers preparing children like they did that day. On honor roll, it was also, it was also a standard thing that you go in your normal clothes. You go in your civvies, right? But that day, they said, no, you need to come with school uniform. If it's not ironed properly, you're not going, right? If your hair is not cut properly, you're not going. Even if your nails are too long, you are not going. And I remember the check, and I, was, I, I didn't make it for that honor roll. And that, in those moments, I felt lucky because I watched the teachers policing everyone, looking at them head to toe. 
you need to cut your nails right now, you're not going. Like, this is not honor roll. This is like a ride to prison. <laughs> but the teachers understood who the children were about to go and meet. Our first president. They knew who he was, so they said, there needs to be reverence and respect. I remember hearing all the stories and, and one, of, one of the students was, because everyone was in a line and you're supposed to go and then stand and then wait and the president would, but this kid just walked up and he put his hand out and the president luckily was in a good mood and smiled and shook his hand, otherwise that would be the end of that child. <laughs> but as we come to our Father in heaven, ruler of heaven and earth, we need to understand who he is. That he is worthy of all of our respect and reverence. And too often because we are his children and we have that freedom, we forget this mighty, powerful God. So as we come to our quiet time, we need to do things like maybe listen to songs that proclaim his glory. Yesterday, uh, as I was reading through this, all of this, I was uh, listening to, is he worthy? And the chorus is, is anyone worthy? Is anyone whole? Is anyone able to break the seal and open the scroll? It's talking about revelations where everyone is awestruck, looking at who God is and realizing that no one is worthy, only him. And it talks about angels, like just tons of angels bowed down and worshiping him and singing out his praises. They understand who he is. Psalm 89 verse, verse 6 to 11 says this, and, and this is, this is a, a passage, or you could use a passage, this passage, or another passage like this. They're all over scripture. Psalm 89 verse 6 to 11, it says, For who in the skies can compare to the Lord? Who is like the Lord among the heavenly beings? A God who is honored in great angelic assembly and more awesome than all who surround him. O Lord God of heaven's armies, who is strong like you? Your faithfulness surrounds you. You rule over the proud sea. When its waves surge, you calm them. You crushed the proud one and killed him. With your strong arm, you scattered your enemies. The heavens belong to you, as does the earth. You made the world and all it contains. We need to have that kind of a perspective. As we come to our God, we need to recognize who he is. I love reading about all the prophets and all these moments where they encounter God. Isaiah is my favorite. He, he, sees, he sees just God, the train of his robe in his throne room. He doesn't even see God himself. And then he falls on his face. He says, I'm, I'm unclean. I'm of unclean lips and I'm of a people of unclean lips. He's saying, I'm filthy. I dare not stand in your presence. He understood who he was. And it's in those moments where we understand who God is that God says, you are in the right place. You are humble. And now I can work with you. Another attitude we need to have is a willingness to obey. I love how... Um, some people in the Bible, as they were called, 
they just had this willingness. I think of the, the story of, of um, Joshua and Caleb and the other ten spies going out into the promised land. They sent out as spies to go and survey the land to, to see how they're going to attack, how, how they're going to approach this. And God has told them, you will take this. I will lead you and you will conquer these people. And Joshua and Caleb, with this willingness to, to obey, they walked through. And the other people, when they came back to give report to all of Israel, the, other, the, the ten spies say, we are going to be destroyed. Right? These people are huge. We're like grasshoppers compared to them. But Joshua and Caleb, in their willingness to obey, in their understanding of who God is, they're like, no, no, we can take them. Right? God will wipe them out. God will destroy them. But the whole nation listened to those who were not willing to obey. And that whole generation wandered the desert, and all of them died off. But Joshua and Caleb got to enter the promised land because they were willing to obey. As we come to, to our, our quiet time and as we've prepared our hearts, we also need to ask God to humble us because naturally we resist. Naturally we want to do things our own way. A lot of times we come to, to our, our quiet time thinking that we already, especially if you've read the Bible before, maybe you've read a passage before. Have you ever done this where you come and you just quickly read through it quickly because you've read this like a hundred times? So you know what's going on, right? You know what the application is. You know what God is telling you to do. And sometimes because of that, a command might be sitting there that you heard about the first time because you're not paying attention, because you haven't prepared your heart, because you haven't prepared your heart to say, I'm willing to obey you, you skip over it. It's such a precious time. It's such a gift that we can come before God and hear from him. Let's get the most out of it. Also, as we come, we don't choose. When we come to, to the scriptures, we don't choose what we want to hear. Just as anyone who, who preaches God's word has to go to God's word and preach what it says, as we read it, we need him to tell us what he's saying. We don't decide. We need to humble ourselves and say, God, you are the one who knows. You're the one who has the wisdom. So we prepare our hearts, and um, the next thing we need to do is choose a time. All right? Choose the best time to give to God. Pick a time where you are at your best. Now, that's different for different people, right? Some people in the morning, not so great, right? Some people in the night, not good either, right? All of us know when is our best time. There are people who actually go to work earlier because they know I'm more productive if I get there at seven instead of starting at nine. And we need to think of, God needs to be first. You say, when is my best time? Let me give you that time and trust that God will maximize the rest of your time. Because you wanna be awake and alert when God speaks. Don't give time, God your time leftovers, right? So as we're, as, we're, as we're planning a quiet time, don't give him time like, okay, after I finish everything, I'll squeeze you in for 15 minutes. Is, 
That's a good time because it's calm, right? I'm tired, but it's okay. You are my strength. <laughs> right? We shouldn't give God our leftovers. We need to give him our best time. When Cain and Abel brought sacrifices to God, Cain was rejected because his heart wasn't right. Because his sacrifice, what he brought to God, was not the best. I don't know if it physically it wasn't good or if it was a matter of his heart. But we know when our best time is. Also, we need to pick a, a time where there will be no distractions. Maybe I'm at my most alert at 6 o'clock, but maybe at 6 o'clock it's time to take the children to school and to give breakfast, and maybe that's not the best time. Right? Jesus, so many times, took time away from people, drew away from people. He said, I need this special time with my father. And he went to, to, to places far away from everyone to be alone with God. And we need that. Moses often would, would go away and talk to God as well. Also, we need to, to choose a special place, right? So we need to, 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 to pick a place, once again, where we'll not be disturbed. So maybe in the living room is not the best place. Maybe where there is a TV is not the best place. Maybe where there is this guy, not the best place. We need to make sure that the place where we come to meet with God is free of distractions completely. Also, it should be a place where you have the freedom to, to, to pray out loud and to worship. Right? The freedom to, 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 to be who you are in front of God without worrying about this person or that person. It needs to be a place where I sincerely come to God. It should also be a place where you're comfortable. Now, <laughs> I say this, but we need to be careful with our comfort. Did any of you ever, as you were studying, maybe it's late, and the chair that you've been sitting in is now hard, the pillow, you've sat on it and it's no longer soft and fluffy anymore. So you think to yourself, let me just sit in bed for a little bit. And you sit in your bed and you read for a bit. You go, you know what, my back hurts because there's no support behind me. And I would always do this thing where I would lie on the edge of my bed. My head would be over here. My book would be here. Yeah. <laughs> Two minutes and then it's five o'clock. <laughs> so as, as, as we come we, to, 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 special to, to a special place with Jesus, that should not be our bed. Should never be our bed. Right? Maybe you can, but most people cannot. And we need to be honest with ourselves. Right? Maybe it's a special couch in the house that puts you to sleep. Mm -mm. It should be a place where we're comfortable, but not a place that compromises our time with God. All right. We also need to have a regular plan. Right? Everything that we succeed at. Right? All the things... 
um, as an adult that you succeed at. I always tell this to, to, to students. When you become an adult, everything must be planned, right? You want to have a great holiday? Plan it, right? I was to my little brother, and he's like, oh, you're so boring. You're planning a holiday. I said, wait, wait, you'll come, right? If you don't plan things, they don't happen. And so as we, as, we, as we come to our quiet time, we need to have the same kind of structure. We need to have a regular plan for our quiet time. How will I go through it? Right? Because this is saying to God that, God, you are important enough for me to list these things, these things that I think are important in my time with you. So I have, I have uh, just a few things you could have. This could be your plan, um, but you know what works best for you. But here are some suggestions. Spend time in prayer, preparing your heart. Coming to him and saying, God, clear my mind of everything I've been thinking about. Right? Also, what should be in our, in our plan, and I didn't put it here, is we need to have a gap, a time of quiet, right? before we come to our quiet time. Right? I cannot watch a Bruce Lee movie and then go straight into quiet time, right? Because I'm thinking about kicks and backflips, right? Our minds are racing, and it could be different things. The music that I'm listening to, the people that I'm talking to, the, it could be a ton of different things. It could be maybe you've come straight from work. Give it some time. Have some time of quiet that you dedicate this time to prepare your heart. Say, God, I, I don't want... I don't want to miss anything because I'm still thinking about this or this or this or this. We have a time where I keep quiet and I, and I come to you and you prepare me. Then read the passage. Right? As you do uh, devotions, uh, what's prescribed is that you have a shorter portion of scripture that you use for devotion. And when I do devotions, I'll, I'll pick maybe four or five verses because I really want God to speak to me in that and, and read it repeatedly. And if you can, if you, if you have uh, different translations, read different translations as well, right? To get an understanding. Read and reread, and, and maybe you don't understand something, underline it, pray and ask God, show me what this is, tell me what this means. After we read, spend time meditating, thinking about what you've read. Right? So God, what do, you, what do you want me to do with this? What would you like me to do with what you're telling me? And as we meditate, we need to write these things down. Because these are words coming from our Heavenly Father. And they're, they're more important than our to-do lists. Uh, they're more important than our gym plans. So we need to write it down. Also, as we, as we write this down, we don't just write it down and say, oh, this is great information, and put it down. We also need to make a plan. How am I going to apply this? How am I going to take what you've, what you've given me and put action to it? How do you want me to live this out, God? And you make a plan. If God says... Maybe you've been reading the Great Commission and it says, make disciples of all nations. I could go, yes, write it down and go, that is true. 
we need to do that and then forget about it. Or I could say, okay, I know this person who doesn't know the gospel. By the end of this week, I want to share the gospel with them. Or maybe someone that's really irritating you, someone that's hard to love. God has told you, I need you to love that person. Maybe one of the goals could be, okay, the next time I see them, I'm going to greet them kindly. Maybe I'll, I'll offer them a coffee. Or maybe I'll bring a sandwich to work for them. Maybe I'll help them with their homework. Right? We need to have some sort of a plan because that says to God that I want to obey you and I don't want the opportunity to pass. I don't want to miss this chance to make you proud. I don't want to miss this chance to show my love to you. And then we could end it off with prayer. You could also throw in uh, worship, and people worship in different ways. Um, it doesn't have to be music. You could read a psalm and pray it to God. You could sing, you could, you could dance, you could do whatever it is that you do to worship. We can pray again, and, and in our quiet time, we can also not just pray to be prepared, but also bring our requests to God. There is a very famous acronym. You can write this down if you want. It's ACT. It is, we have YWAPers here that remember it. <laughs> so A is adoration. I come to God and I praise and I, and I worship him for who he is. This is part of recognizing who our God is, preparing our hearts. C is confession. Because we sin against God every day. And we bring them to God and we say, God, I've sinned against you. Right? Purify my heart. Forgive me. T is thanksgiving. Where we thank God for the many things that he gives us. A lot of times we come to God in anger, in frustration. We think that God is being unfair. We think uh, that God hasn't been good to us. But if we just spend time thanking God, you realize, oh no, you did that for me, and you did that for me, and I have no reason to complain. And it softens us. It, it, it makes us realize how good he's been to us. And it's like you come into expectation knowing this person, like you know when... when when um, relatives would travel over around Christmas time and you know this is the one who always brings presents, right? This is the good one. And you'd have this expectation whenever you're, this uncle is coming, you're like, yes, we're going to eat good food, we're going to get toys. Because you have an expectation because of how good he's been. And when we come with Thanksgiving, we have that expectation of God. S is supplication. This is where we bring our requests to God. Our own requests and, and lifting other people up as well. So I hope this helps. This is, this is the first part of uh, how to read the Bible. Next week, there'll be part two. And uh, we'll go through a method. And we're going to sit together and have a passage that we go through together as a church. And uh, we're going to uh, practically look at how you might do uh, the, the studying part, the reading part. Let me pray for us and uh, 
Then let's uh, stand together and worship. God, we thank you for, for your word. And um, God, that's just another act of kindness. That you are so kind to us. That God, we don't deserve any of this. We don't uh, deserve what you did on the cross for us. You could have died on the cross and paid the price for us in, and then never spoken to us. And that would still be more than what we deserve. God, thank you for your word, that you are present, that you are here, that at every moment you're saying, come to me and I'll give you wisdom. Come to me and I'll give you peace. Come to me and I'll give you direction. God and, 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 and your scriptures are so full uh, 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 of, of, of your riches that we could read it for the rest of our lives and not exhaust it. Thank you that we have this, this, this privilege, this this, this pleasure. Those who wrote the scriptures had portions. We have the entire Bible. We have multiple Bibles. So God, I pray that we cherish it. God, and come to you with thanksgiving. Thank you. Thank you so much for your goodness to us. I pray we take advantage of every opportunity to spend time with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is Rico Vecca, and I am also a pastor at New Song Family Church. I want to thank you for listening to this message today and it is my hope that you'll join us again for another New Song Family Church podcast.